Hello everyone and welcome to the DM's Travel Book Club, A Guide to the Plains. Hey. Each episode we explore the planes of existence as outlined in the Great Wheel Cosmology in the world, world play? Role playing game Dungeons and Dragons. With me, uh, well I'm Fiona and this is Hamilton. Hello, Hello. Hamilton. Hello. Hello. So Hamilton, it's new series, new yep. us, I guess. Mm -hmm. What is the first topic of choice? What plane are we looking at today? Where else can you start than with chaos? <laughs> when you're around me, what else is it going to be? It's going to be chaos. And mm -hmm. then on top of that, where else in the in the chaotic realms can you start? But the abyss, basically, on the planes of chaos. So uh, we are, yeah, we are traveling to the, 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 the infinite depths that are the abyss, um, mm. a plane of basically on this alignment chart that is the, the great wheel, the ultimate chaotic evil alignment that there is. Mm -hmm. It's um, it's not a nice place. I'm gonna, mm -hmm. I'm gonna, as I said to you, I'm gonna give a bit of copy from the Please, Planescape Manual. Please, yeah, give us a description. Is, what, what is yeah. the abyss? Well, this, I think, yeah, this is something that I think describes it more like emotionally than than, okay. than what it actually is. And then I'll give you a bit of a lowdown. But this, All I think, right. this kind of gives the sort of understanding of how hard it is to be in the abyss. So the abyss is cruel as death and hungrier than the grave. Many rattle their bone boxes, but here's the chant. There's no secret police in the hidden places and ruined landscapes of the abyss. No ordered state like the Nine Hells or Battle as it's known. No informers watching every mood, but death is still always nigh. Aside from the random violence of Tanari, true blood minds their own back. Whoa. So it is it is very much a evil landscape. It is, but in that it has a semblance of laws, I'd say, because there is still mm -hmm. some sort of ruling class, and there is a there's a caste-like system to mm. to the beings that live on this plane. But unlike the Night Hell, uh, but but it is chaotic, and uh, you know. One may think you can make a deal with a demon, but you they, 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 they're unlike a devil no. who is bound by those contractual laws and is mm. loves that sort of power battle, they, they will just change their mind <laughs> and completely just go back on it. It's a, it's a, it's a very chaotic um, place. And with mm. that is, a, a, well, everyone has heard of the abyss in multiple, you know, um, mythologies it, it comes up as it is you know so it's based on a lot of those but like them it is something that is infinite and ever growing yes. actually in some ways it, it sort of we'll get more onto how that occurs but it is it's ever changing ever growing mm. it has multiple layers that have never been never all been canonized they mm. tried to do that there is i think uh 600 and or 800 and something i've forgotten exactly various layers yes. well, and that's and that is an interesting thing as we'll go through these planes there's always going to be references mm. to how many layers each plane has and stuff obviously as yeah. you said the nine hells there's nine layers yes. there um mount celestia there's seven layers and here it's just infinite and there's a great quote from the dm's guy that says mm. just think of it like a cake essentially and there's the idea of an infinite uh, layered cake that to me just sounds chaotic i've never like yeah. i'm not one for going on bake off or anything like that, but if you presented <laughs> an infinite layered cake to the judges yeah. you it's a showstopper mm. is it one you want to eat no you know? no exactly <laughs> no very i like that it is definitely a showstopper and i think that point is like the infinite infiniteism infinitism of it the infiniteness mm. of it is is kind of hard to grasp and i think it tries to explain it like people uh, say layers like the 948th and the the, the 372nd right. that doesn't mean that's like below or above 
the three the yeah. second seven isn't below the three hundred second seventy first or whatever. It's like no. it's um it just happens what? to be the next one they found yes. by falling into a portal or flop, falling over one edge or jumping into it by accident into these these different planes. So they are mm. they are three dimensionally or maybe even more dimensionally in, encapsulated around one another and and they sort of merge into each other in ways that is not that clear. I think it's yeah. I'm going to bring this up, we'll probably bring this up again. It's very much like something that people might know more of is the Feywild. And that sort mm. of sense that those, and I think all the planes have this idea of space and, and distance and time is, is, is something that's that's not considered the same as it is on the material plane. And as mm. such, if you start thinking too much one way or you start acting certain ways or as things occur around you, you may just fall into this layer without even pretty much noticing it. That's Absolutely. Kind of, yeah, I love that that imagery you just painted of like they're not you know like space and time are different things and that one one could easily be around another layer mm. and that to me and I think we spoke about this before off a recording for me the abyss I can't imagine it. it it's it's one of those things where I feel as a DM it's cool to describe but I can't actually visually see it or it, uh, put it and I think that's the beauty of certainly the abyss is this that it's so chaotic that you describe something you just say a sentence and it makes no sense exactly. and I think being able to do that if you're running a, a game in the mm. abyss uh, and just be able to say these things uh, it's you know, I, and I think the players if they go I don't understand what that means it's probably not good I think that's, yeah. that's what I like about that and just to go on to this other point that you sort of briefly mentioned this idea of power and I think you really get this with this sort of chaotic nature of the abysses yeah. all the denizens and the demon lords and everything that's about it their key thing their main drive their main want their sort of motivation is power and getting that power by whatever means so as you were saying before this idea of like well maybe we can do some deals and stuff Di either getting power or directly confronting a demon lord as a sort of as a power move is such a it's such a thing in this thing so again making those sort of notes to yourself as a dm sort of putting out what can i do with the, the concept of power and how does it manifest itself to to me as a dm but also to players as well like yeah. does is there a, a powerful in quotation marks player in the group that you like well, what's what would be great to undermine their power and like show them like exactly. demonish or demonized versions of themselves or that what they think is what they want and all that sort of thing in, in the best which you can easily do 100 percent. well then with that i think we've given a brief introduction to what mm -hmm. the plane is just overall but we're gonna, we've got a fun little way that we're gonna we're gonna go about this, which is sort of yeah. giving some little title cards. So it's just gonna explain ourselves as we go through on this one, but you'll mm -hmm. get into it. So we've done an intro. We sort of explained it's this chaotic evil. It's a bit ever as infinite, and it's said it's it's not a nice place. It, but, yeah, survival is not great. Yeah. So we sort of touched on the first topic, which is geography. So the geography of that we've I said is infinite, but what is the sort of like. Uh, what is the sort of main climate of it? Like, what's the main visage that you get? You said it's hard to, to to imagine, but if you were going to describe the, if we start with the main plane, so there's a, there is a starting plane, isn't there? Mm. Beyond there's then there's multiple from it. There is a there's an entry level, and the entry level is the plane of infinite portals. Plane is in a P L A I N <laughs> rather yes. than a, a plane in itself. And that is described as a sort of an, a, a long, open expanse of multiple infinite tunnels, portals, gates, access ways, falling off cliffs into other layers of the abyss and other places as well. You know, you can you can get to Sigil from here, you can get to the yes. Bator, you can get there's the 
the river Styx runs through, which is something mm. we will talk about more, I think, as, a, as an individual. Yeah, but it's uh, absolutely, which is a is a river that runs through all the lower the lower plains and connects mm-hmm. a lot of those together, and and also these iron fortresses, which are homes to demon lords. Mm. But the sky is red and filled with a red, blaring red sun. So how would what would you how would you describe it to your players if you're saying here we go you're in the you're in the abyss Ooh. what would you how would you start off? Oh, oh God, I I guess yeah that that <laughs> I idea. jumped you in it. <laughs> You've jumped me in it, but like I guess yeah for me because I, I, here's the thing like I said I really struggled to imagine the sky being red, which I I know is such a weird concept, but maybe that's just me. But that idea of the broiling things, I think the main thing I got from reading and 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 sort of researching the abyss as one does <laughs> as, a, as a day job is um. The whole terrain of each infinite layer, even the one you start on, this 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 layer of portals, it's uninhabitable. It's mm. you you barely eat for survival. There's, it talks about certainly in the in the Planescape book, the Plains of Chaos book, it talks about it. There's only sort of two people, kinds of people that sort of live here. It's the quick and the dead. Mm. That you have to literally you would be in and out. So again, this idea of the plane of infinite portals, it's this constant activity of people rushing in and out. And I think yeah. it's that bustling and hustling thing, but it's not a a joyful one is people getting in, doing a raid or whatever, and then getting out of there as soon as possible. Because whatever you can get here would be probably super valuable on other planes. So this idea like Monument maybe... Station. <laughs> oh, you know what? That is such a yeah, that's such a London-centric thing. But yes, Monument Station, Bank Station. In, no one wants to be London. there. You just in. You want to get in and you want to get out because it's an absolute maze yes. and it's just. Yes, you know what? That is actually it's a good it's a good uh, sort of uh, description actually. This idea like in in certainly Bank Station in most tube stations in London. It's the idea that you're crammed into packed, tight mm. tunnels. People are shoving and getting in the way. Get, you know, yeah, so, Str- yeah. Power struggles for who's going to get on the train first. Who's in oh, the way? Oh, get on the, the train. Who's going to get off the train first? Yeah. So yeah, I love that idea. Actually, describing uh, certainly maybe the pl- plane of infinite portals as rush hour on the tube in London yes. or any any, <laughs> any big commuter city. Transpers. Yeah, transpers. yeah, just because just idea that like, you just yeah. So rather than this, yeah, I'm imagining this infinite landscape but there's just so many people in and out oh that gives me anxiety just even thinking yeah i know i love that as an idea exactly that, so, that, that, that sort of grounds it in, into yeah. um something for me now i'm instantly like oh that makes sense yeah. whereas before like i just was imagining this sort of desolate wasteland with people yeah. popping in and out so, whereas that i actually feel that sort of anxiety mm. and the the chaotic nature of like you don't know you've got to yeah because then you have a motive to get in and out you mm. know you've got to get to point a and point b you know that there's like gonna be going. some vulture like creature flying in the air that is about to jump down and like turn you into to to food basically mm. and so um you need to be in and out of there as quick as as you possibly can I, I, in, in uh, just to quickly finish mm. off in the planes of chaos it talks about the three priorities that you have if you are on this plane if you find yourself on here mm. and it talks about surviving the layer the layers terrain so that's any mm. of the infinite layers uh and uh, avoid being eaten yeah. and find food which hasn't been uh fouled in some way yeah. i think all three of those work for any subway exactly. station yes, as well very true. <laughs> yeah, don't don't eat from that kiosk. That, that's always yeah, on. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> on on, I've on, on that a platform. Coffee. Yeah. Uh, we <laughs> that, all know who you meant. We but. know who you meant. Yeah, so, yeah. So that's the that is the geography of it. I think you then mm. we sort of moved on to the sort of population then a bit. So let's go on to population. Yes. So, the, the the key denizens then of the of the plane are the Tanari, as they're known yes. colloquially or in in Dungeons and Dragons. To those uninitiated, that means demons. So that is that's what the, that's the sort of de- that's the term for demons in that. So, 
so how does that manifest in itself in this chaotic, yeah. evil way? Like, what what makes the Tanari, Fiona, to you like a, a, an encapsulation of that? Because on all the planes, the inhabitants themselves are very much an, an expression, as mm. much as the geography, as much as the the temperament of things is is the expression of what this plane is. So how do they do that? Yeah, so for me, it sort of comes across, again, that idea of power and that everyone's always scrabbling for the tiniest bit of power, like almost like fighting over the bit of gristle that's been dropped yeah. from a table and stuff like that. What I found really interesting, though, obviously, the more powerful uh, these these folk get, uh, they become more powerful things and they almost like evolve and morph mm. into things. And I, again, getting very strong Pokemon vibes. I was about to say, any... like, really evil Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, really evil. I mean, obviously, I, I feel like that is grounding them to maybe a silly extent, but this mm. idea that you enter and you have a guide or a helper that is a part of is, is a denizen of this place, but they get just a little bit more and a little bit more, and then suddenly they 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 are yeah. much more powerful than the rest of the party. Or you're doing uh, mm. a deal with a demon, but you're dealing with their uh, subordinates or their their sort of. Yeah. Um, dog's body as it were and then suddenly they just sort of turn on the demon lord themselves and it's you know so that's yeah. the sort of thing this idea of it's chaotic it's powerful uh, and selfishness like, there's no rhyme or reason for it yeah there's no it's, it is it is no loyalty at all it's just like in this moment this is how i feel mm. and, I, and it's not like judging oneself or what's the consequence of actually i'm doing this now for me mm. and so I, that's how i see these sort of creatures it's almost like again could be very body horror in a way that like they sort mm. of sprout extra very arms and limbs yeah. so again if that's something that you were very aware of whilst uh, you're you're playing your games mm. or just checking in with your players because again i'm not i'm a i'm a big fan of describing these things mm. but in the sense of like if i describe it it is just too overwhelming because I can't even I can't even process the image so I'm like that's okay yeah. whereas some people will be like oh that is too visual for me so that's the that's the only thing I think with these certain yeah. these these denizens I would be like okay there's definitely body horror elements they, they're always morphing it'll just always you know it is just yeah. disgusting I know we'll not, probably and they're not nice like they no. are like so um in one of my shows we were, uh, we're doing in the abyss and so this worked out very well but we were fighting a boulezal i think that's how you pronounce it we know we love our pronunciation thing which is the uh, so again spoilers for anyone now that we're going to start talking about some things that are probably a mm. bit body horror so i'm just going to i'm just going to warn people there yeah uh, and this is the abyss so that's where we are um uh, but yeah so boulezal goat-headed creature humanoid and their description in the monster manual is they crave violence. They breed off violence. They are even so enamored by violence that their own death becomes like a sort of pleasure, not pleasurable, but like something they are expecting and eager for as much as anything. So like, Ooh. so when I was playing these characters, like as a DM, I was, I was thinking like, okay, so like when they're being hit, they're equally as excited by the fact that they're even bleeding. Do you know what I mean? They're actually mm -hmm. like, that's great. Mm -hmm. And then even when someone dies, I sort of like said they whooped you know, they're whooping and howling. Oh. Like, this is like, you know, trying to give that sort of, they are very, and I think that bestial quality, which is kind of given in the in the characterization of them, that they are very much like, take a humanoid form and then twist it and morph it in a sort of bestial manner. So like a goat head, or there's a sort of uh, a bullish, uh, like a like, there's bull, like, like a bullish centauri kind of character. There's like a huge, uh, there's these sort of wasp humans, you know, that are mm. the Casme or Chasme. I don't know how you again, don't know. Again, pronunciations. Casme, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Characters. Uh, and so, you know, and, there's, and then there's gloopy, gloppy things, <laughs> which mm. are very gloopy. And yeah. there's and there's obviously like demon lords like the a lot of people know Lov is a very famous demon lord so like spider body spider queen so mm -hmm. it's as you said body horror but very 
bestial sort of thing. Like definitely, for, yeah. definitely lots of beasts. Like, again, another famous demon lord is uh, the Demogorgon. It's the mm. idea of a creature with two heads fighting over stuff. And I think they've got, uh, this is where I, my knowledge might run out of it, it's been a little while, but uh, tentacle arms and all that sort of thing. And just, mm. yeah, it's, it's this idea of just describing creatures almost matter-of-factly. Again, mm. that sort of idea, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, it's got a, it looks like it's got a, a goat's head and all mm. this sort of thing. And if just describing it like that, it gets to a point where like there are too many limbs or there are too yeah. many aspects yeah. to it that you can't even pick them all out as a mm. as a player. And again, I just like I I, get, I I find that really intriguing. So it does actually. I think with all the abyss, the big thing I get out of it is mm. that you can make so much up. Oh and, yeah. And you know, it, it, it certainly from reading about it, so it gives you this amazing thing. Like it's infinite. You can come up with your own plan. You can come mm. up with your own denizens and. You know, you can reskin any uh, like stat yeah. blocks for that, and it doesn't matter. And I think it's to start on this plane for our uh, our series. I actually think it's really exciting because there's just so much potential. Mm. Even if I find like the idea of chaotic evil layer like inf- unfathomable as, as me as as person anyway. But I'm just like, oh, there's so much you could do with it. Mm. So yeah. No, I totally agree, and I think that's something that I found running it. So I, I that's a really good point to make. And I think that's again why I'm going to keep bringing it up. That sort of Feywild connection is very much the same. Like when you feel like you get given the Feywild as something that we've looked at in the past and we'll look at again, you can come at it and you feel like I can make my own version of this. Do you know what I mean? Like I can make my own domain of of delight or uh, vice versa, the domain of dread. It's very similar sort of vein to that. So I would say, yeah, that's what's quite fun about the abyss. That sort of feeling that your personality or whatever you want to bring to it can really go for it. Yeah, your version of it as well. I love that. So then moving on to the next topic, politics. So mm. we've sort of touched on it, but it's, mm. um, I think as you mentioned, it's uh, unlike Battle or the Nine Hells, which we'll talk about later, where it's very much, there's a there's an, an organized case system. There's very much, there's, you're at the bottom, you're at the top and you make your way up by, you know, getting more power and, and getting more souls. And it has, we'll get into it in more detail whilst on this plane, it seems to be mm. much more about power, corruption, gaining yeah. power purely for power's sake, sake. and at yeah. any at any cost, any way, no, it doesn't matter what way you gain it, it just means mm. that you've done it, and that is by all the evil things you can think of. Again, warnings again, people do bad things on this plane in order to, to gain <laughs> power. I, again, I've, my notes include uh, no such thing as a pleasant trip to the abyss, no, no. which I think is very true. And I, I yes. think it, that, it comes to that quote, which was, was it, power c- corrupts absolutely. Uh, and I just, again, that idea of corruption everywhere, it corrupts the landscapes, but this idea that the more power something gets, like you were saying, uh, it just maybe, I don't know, the skin of it changes or, you know, it, it, that sort of thing where it, the, it grows in power, but also it becomes more hideous, more unappeasing yeah. and stuff. And yeah, I just, that, that's what it is for me, this idea that it, corruption, it equals power and yeah. greed. And I, yeah, it, it's a driving force between all sort of the, all the different demon lords. As you've mentioned one already, Lolf, yeah. sort of the uh, goddess, uh, a big drow goddess, obviously, mm. but also like this, this idea of her domain of a spider's web and mm. trapping people in. I, I really like that. And actually all I'm, I'm all the demon lords that we've sort of mm. mentioned, obviously, Bathomut, you know, the demigorgon I've already mentioned, uh, Duplex, I believe that's how you pronounce it. We, yeah. I, and, Duplex? Oh, <laughs> Duplex? Yeah, so we, again, <laughs> our, our big thing, obviously, on DM's book club, our, our, our sort of original show, is that we are terrible at pronouncing things, so apologies in advance. But uh, uh, yeah, Zugamoy or Zutamoy, depending on how you pronounce it, this sort of queen of uh, fungi and fungi. Um, 
I feel like uh, there's also, certainly in the, the Planes of Chaos book, uh, the, the Planescape book, there's so many of them. Obviously, in fifth edition, it sort of narrows it down a little bit mm. as to give you ideas. But there were so many things about gods of like bullywugs, beholders, mm. you know, giants that are, are trapped in these planes. And I was just like, Ooh. So if you had, um, you know, now obviously you can be playable races for pretty much any race you would like, but imagine if you went to the hells and you discovered a god that, god that is of your sort of uh, your lineage or anything like that, that would be great. I'd love to meet a Bullywood god yeah. the, in their own lair or anything like that and describe exactly. what kind of environment would that be. And certainly I know uh, one of my favourite planes, re reading through this, even though it's a very small paragraph, and I'm sure we'll go into all of these ones, was the the, the realm of many eyes, or millions of eyes, mm. or whatever it was, and it's just a beholder plane, and that sounds mm. awful. Yes. Uh, but also amazing. <laughs> amazing so... at the same time. Yeah, going back to our spell jammer and how much we love mm. the sort of beholder tyrant ships with these ideas of these beholders just living together, it's quite scary as well. But the, I think you made a point with the corruption, bringing up the corruption and the power mm. thing, and how that sort of balances itself both ways. So like. It, you are corrupt, you do corrupting things to gain power, but as you gain power, you start to corrupt the land around you more and more and have an effect on yeah. it. And so like, and as you said, like, um, so once you gain these these levels until you get to the highest point, which is becoming a, a demon lord of your realm, or you, so you gain enough power and influence that you start to affect the world around you mm. in your own image, basically. And so, and that's how the abyss can even grow, is that if someone is even like hanging out in battle as a demon and gets or, or is god or any any of the other planes and gets power, somehow survives there and is powerful enough they could take ownership of that part of the land and it just becomes subsumed by the abyss in itself mm. and so that that sort of corrupting nature of it and, it, and there's one i wanted to pick up that talks about it quite um beautifully which is the the worm realm and it yes. just kind of gave a really good example of like what this sort of how that sort of works and it goes so um, it's a set of endlessly twisting tunnels dug from constantly collapsing clay earth and stone um, the mole god of evil gnomes who digs out from each collapse the realm grinds up most visitors and suffocates and poisons the rest its inhabitants are known petitioners manes and purple worms um, oddly Many of the creatures of the world realm suffer from florid, fungal, and cancerous growths that rot the victim from within after two to 12 months. Long-term visitors of the realm eventually contract this disease as well. Speculation among them is that the disease is a result of a feud between this god of the gnomes and Zugtmoy, um, <laughs> who is the god, uh, the demon lord of fungus. So it's kind of like, it sort of says it's it's, got this worm layer it's got this very much of its own self but because there's a demon lord nearby with influence who's in a feud with them they're infecting it with oh. their own infections and it's just like it's just layers of luck <laughs> if you know what mixing I mean. it up yeah well and again we've covered in a previous uh, uh dm's book club uh, about gnomes and this god in particular this this a very fascinating origin story and again I've, anything like this, where you're like, well, wonder what that's about. Having a look at those origin stories oh, yeah. and seeing like, what does that influence it? So yeah, Erdel's the mole god of the gnomes. It's a fa fascinating story. I, I highly recommend checking that out. But I guess yeah, for me, this this idea of these, it feels very much as you've always sort of pointed out. There's a Feywild because again, it's always based on the Archfey, their sort of influence and and sort of character. Here, it's the same thing. So it's all. I do feel like this is a proper reflection of the Feywild. Mm. 
in 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 corruption for, but like taken to the nth degree. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I definitely see that sort of uh, comparison now that you've mentioned mm. it. I feel like, and it's kind of interesting because the Feywild and the Shadowfell are both very new in into the into the yes. Great Wheel cosmology. They weren't around before, and I think mm. what the Feywild is, and, and I, I can't remember the exact law of the. It, it was a split in the negative and positive planes that caused this mm-hmm. sort of this split, but. Um, it's like if we talk about this realm and brought a Borea in and some more of the sort of like mm-hmm. the, that land and shoved these to you know on Arcadia and all those sort of like more elemental sort of sort of more rolling hills lands and mix them with the abyss, you get the Feywild, and mm-hmm. I think that's kind of how that that idea was borne out. But this is yeah, this is very much all the the worse size of the Feywild. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, so like like we were saying, so like this idea of the politics and the sort of the mm. way people get ahead, it is this power and this status coming from spilling of blood and, and, and all this sort of thing. So I think, again, if, it, if you were trying to nail down what that was, uh, those do, mm. those are the two key things I would definitely go for. Well, yeah. As a driving force, if you're not sure if you're playing NPC yeah. demons or well, demon lords, it's like, go to this first. The only other one to mention then with the politics as well, which is about mm. gaining influence, is the furtherness of that influence. So demon lords yes. and, and greater demons take pleasure in then getting themselves, they've, they've dealt with the land in front of them, they then want to go to the material plane, gain followers, corrupt them and corrupt as many people and all the planes mm-hmm. as they so wish. And you know the thing that we will talk so that's sort of a material plane aspect so there's a lot of demon lords basically live in their towers in these fortresses protected by those that they subjugate uh, so that they can go wandering the astral plane into different planes and uh, start corrupting people by giving them some power but using it just to sort of cause chaos mm. everywhere yeah, um, this idea of being able to slip free and mm. just infect and spread. And yeah, I think we talked about this off, off uh, recording as well. It's like, it, you know, one of the most common hooks in uh, role-playing games and certainly D&D is like, oh, a cult's trying to bring a demon lord mm-hmm. through. And you're like, it, and obviously why? now knowing all this stuff, why would they do that? Like, it's not like you have any power, but yes. of course you ha- you hear this all the time as, yeah. as a thing. So uh, for me, knowing that, and obviously there is a, the D&D 5th edition modules, and I'm sure there's loads of other adventures mm. before people write in and tell us otherwise, but obviously Out of the Abyss uh, deals with several several of these uh, demon lords mm. coming to the material plane, and how do you deal with them? And again, the answer for me is like, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> you, you run. <laughs> you run. You, yeah. Because even if you kill them on the material plane, they just go back to the Abyss and they wake mm. up. The only way to kill a demon is to kill them on their plane. That's the only way. So, oh, um, the other thing as well that we will probably make more of a point on in politics is the blood war, and I think we will need to do a whole thing on that. But there is basically, in simple terms, there is a war between the, the demons and the and the uh, devils, basically, mm-hmm. in very simple terms. And we will probably cover that in another episode because it's it's a whole raft of things. But yes, they their desire for power does not. Just, as I said, does not sit on this one plane of existence. No. They want all of them. And first exactly. up is getting rid of the devils and taking over, uh, taking over the hells. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah. A, yeah. So the next up on our thing is special effects. Special Ooh. effects. What special? Like, yeah. Let's get some. I'll have to get some fancy VX VFX things going on now. Special effects. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the planes in themselves, they have effects. We, we mentioned that, that in that worm realm, you can be corrupted by, you know, by an infection based on living on that plane for some time. But there's, there is also a general corrupting presence of being on, on the abyss, which can adjust your alignment, even if you're so unfortunate, to a point where you become chaotic evil if you aren't Ooh. already. 
Um, which is not good. Well, it depends. Depends if you want that. As some of your characters, it could be a fun roleplay mechanic. I had it for sure. It, I guess because that's always been the thing for me, and I'm sure we've we've discussed this before. But I I always try and shy people away from chaotic evil characters certainly at the beginning just because like it's a lot to do and a lot to process and stuff but for something like this i think it could be really interesting in terms of a one shot and stuff like in dm's guide they talk about optional rules for these things so there's one called abyssal corruption so a non-evil visitor that finishes a long rest in the abyss must make a dc 10 charisma saving throw which you would assume most people would make i think by the time you get to the abyss mm -hmm. you should you hopefully should be, uh, you know, in Got a level higher level five team. characters in the abyss right yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, really? Out. Level five? Okay. Whoops. <laughs> um, and <laughs> if they fail it, they there's the abyssal corruption table, which you just roll a d10, and you get sort of gain following flaws, so like you know, treachery, bloodlust overwhelming ambition but on a 10 is the one i quite like is demonic possession the character is possessed by a de demonic entity until freed by a dispel evil or, and good spell or similar magic when a possessed character rolls a one on an attack roll ability check or saving throw the demon takes control of the character and determines the character's behavior um, and at each of the their sort of turns they can make a dc 15 charisma saving throw uh they gain control until they roll another one so that's quite an interesting like combat mechanic yeah. but i i love the idea that you just go okay roll a 10 give me your character sheet and then you play them for the rest <laughs> until something happens <laughs> it's quite incredible and it's a lot of fun i mean there's so many other things like um someone that i've got as a character in our show is has read the mind of a demon lord and therefore has gone mad because that's what can happen if you fail that save so if you try and read their minds if you try and contact other planes it's a it's a thing that happens and uh, worse off if it's someone in the abyss so don't do that on as a regular basis um yeah and it, it the other things like it has the river sticks we'll talk about that but if you you get a bit thirsty around there you forget everything <laughs> that's basically yeah it. It, that's, that's you done for isn't it that's yeah. you done for and there's um so yeah i think the spare and there's if you look at the plays game book and i won't we won't go into it there are ways that you can manage like magical effects and how magic is heightened yes. and lowered on there i think the, the easiest one is the fact that you can start adding wild magic surges to everything if you so wish and wild magic goes gets very powerful whilst mm. um and and yeah if you're if you're, if you're if you're more good aligned it's not a fun place to be so there's no. there's very much those are the sort of key effects is there anything else that you think yeah. in terms of that special effects part I of think it? it's, it's, you've kind of mentioned it in the sense of magic itself is magic itself draws attention to you oh yes because uh, they see it as a big threat and even even say and certainly in the planescape uh planes of, of chaos book it talks about all the different scores and what it means uh if you'd cast a spell of this one and this one and i think that's just fascinating reading anyway but the idea that you do a little spell people are going to know uh, that idea that you you are you are the you bring attention to you so obviously if you if you pop into existence you're like okay we need to make an escape now we need to plane shift or we need to do a big fireball to get rid of whatever creatures attacking us more people will know and you stand out and i think that's the that's the key thing is as soon as you stand out the demon lords will find you and, and drag, you know you will attract their attention and even the littlest bit of magic um can they can see it as an offense to them a defense to their sort of standing and stuff so i just think that's really interesting another part which unfortunately i can't find where it's from now unfortunately so forgive me for that this idea of uh, using a demon's name as powerful magic and i know this is a general sort of 
folklore thing anyway, as soon as you know the name of someone, you can control it or possess it in some way. I just love that idea, it's like finding out a demon's true name, like you were sort of saying, like reading someone's mind or anything like that, like at what cost would that be? Like you can control a demon, but for how long? And is it, you know, because that's something that for them mm. is so powerful, it, it's, a, it's you know, a well-guarded secret. So I think playing on that aspect of it, because, you know, there's always, always one player that always goes, what do I know about the abyss? And you're like, okay roll and then you know they get a really low roll but you can add some flavor stuff in so i think name stuff is always quite fun because then maybe they're tempted then to find out the names of demons to see if they can control them and all that yeah. sort of thing Name so. names is a very important it's a very important thing on the Feywild as well it's a very important thing in other planes as well but yeah having the true name of a demon gives you ultimate control over it so that is that is quite a fun i'm also using that as a as a, yeah. as a tagline in my in my game but i think that's so doesn't sound great so the this next reason is, fun, because this is a travel book club, yes. why would I want to go to the Abyss then? <laughs> why would I, what, what's my, what's the special attraction, what's the favourite attraction? Why, what's, why would you, why on earth would you end up there? Why on earth would you end up without, there? Without being for accident. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think this is the interesting thing, right? So a lot of the planes we're going to talk about, I, I know what I'm going to say instantly. It's like, oh, you need to be of a certain level, blah, 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 blah. But maybe that's not true. Maybe, as you were sort of, you've sort of indicated, that you could be a lower level and it is just a brief visit to go get something, to go fetch an item as a courier request or anything and go to one of these, sort of the uh, like, uh, gate villages or gate uh, places where, you know, they're just on the other side of the portal and you go and experience this town for a brief time and I think that's that's the key way to go through it I guess if you didn't want to have a whole campaign set in the abyss or anything like that, doing little hooks like here and there maybe being those sort of scavenger parties because I feel like certainly the abyss it seems to me that because you should only be there for a short time before all these horrible things happen to you you should be there going okay we need to find something or find someone and bring it back we are stealing something we are uh, you know taking finding a, a relic or something that will help us defeat mm. a demon lord elsewhere uh, or, or to you know or we we need to you know, save our, our friends, or we need to we need to kill someone, but it can only be done with a certain magical item that this demon lord has, and all that sort of thing. So, I think it's always about getting something or taking something for these particular. Lists. Like, I don't think it is a we'll just go for a jolly weekend away in uh, <laughs> in Plague Town. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that's I, I think the other things that people talk about in this is that um, weapons are very uh, powerful. Yes. And so there's things like demon ichor is a is the sort of puddle, the puddle that they make when they die because they don't just leave bodies, they leave a puddle of black goo. And that, if you put that on your blade, is very powerful against against denizens of evil and good. It's, it's a very powerful thing you can apply to your blade. But also that we, as we mentioned in our advertisement for this, the, the there's, there's, there's lakes of molten iron that they use yes. for making um, demon uh, touch blades, which are ridiculously powerful. They have, you know, positive. They can do a lot of damage and add and more effects. So there's, and it's cheap as well because no one really wants to go there. So you can get good, no. powerful items for cheap. And there's, you know, other things. And also, you might just want to go and kill a demon and steal their crown and become a demon lord. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other reason. But, so, um, any, so any adventure in the abyss mm. is like high risk but high reward. So it's mm. one of those things where, again, as, as with all adventures, and I know it's like me as a broken record, but checking in with your players saying, is this something you want to do? We mm. want to play a game in the abyss. Here's the type of adventure it's going to be. Mm. Is everyone okay with? Because, you know, we've all played games where we're like, well, it's not going anywhere to play it. With this, 
sort of a game in the abyss i can imagine being high pace high anxiety which i love but i'm glad i know about it before i go in you know that's something yeah, exactly. going oh god oh god oh god because it's just so much happening and you've got like because like you said like at any moment you could be just a smear on the windscreen the abyssal windscreen <laughs> as, as a demon lord just plows through your party <laughs> so true it's i know and that's and that is it in a nutshell i think really <laughs> So I think then we have covered most of our main topics. Yes. Yeah. So one, we, well, yeah, go on. No, go on, please. I was, I was going to say the, the, the big thing for me that I really like certainly from the, the Players of the Chaos book is that there's, again, with all these books, I do think they're amazingly well-written and there's a great narrative for them, but I like how certainly in this one, there's like a brief catalogue of survivable planes. Again, mm. these are little, little paragraphs of giving you ideas for stuff that you could jump out of. So I've already sort of mentioned one uh, of the, the Beholder plane, the, the Realm of uh, a Million Eyes, mm. although I'm sure I'm saying that wrong because I've not looked at it. Yeah, no, Realm of a Million Eyes. I got it right, right this time. Uh, you know, obviously, the Demon uh, Web Pits. Uh, there's one that's a, a, a plane for troglodytes, or that's what it is, so it's like rotting flesh, which more <laughs> sounds awful, but again, that sort of thing where you could, any of these things, there's a prison of various mad gods, uh, you know, mm -hmm. and there's all famous ones like the Gaping Moor, which is a Demogorgon's plane, mm. and, and. Which has just got depths ruled by Kraken, Ichichachatil, and Demogorgons, yep. and you're like, wow. Okay, that's fun. That's a nice the, little swim in the sea, isn't it? <laughs> my my favourite one that's mentioned in the DM's guide is the Endless Maze, which is Baphomet's lair. Mm. It's just a never-ending dungeon, and of course he is like a, a huge sort of a Minotaur-type character as well. Mm. So this idea that you are you are on the that Greek island, and you're like running away from this horrific thing that's in this sort of ziggurat... Uh, what's it called? A, a, a ziggurat? Ziggurat. Palace. Ziggurat Palace, there yeah. you go. And it's, it's just it's just confusing hallways and stuff like that. So again, that's such a different way of thinking of that mm. chaotic. It, it feels like you're trapped in that 95 Windows screensaver, right? And you're like, ah, that's how I would describe it. But it's also <laughs> chaotic and it's it's different to, to the other planes. So yeah, again, having a look at, look at those survivable planes, because it obviously, and it, as you sort of mentioned, it numbers them, but it's not a coherent number set per se. Mm. So you're like missing, like uh, six to nine or anything like that, and you're like, well, what are those planes that have not been discovered yet? So again, gives you the room as a DM to create your own plane, which I, yeah, I just yeah. thought that was such a cool little detail that that chapter had. No, I love so that. I, I, really, really I, wanted, cool. I wanted to mention that for sure. No, that's very good. So then, okay, so what are, so what is the, so if we're gonna do this as like a travel guide again, what are the pitfalls for a first time traveling? Three top 10, like well, the first thing you're gonna say, like you're going to play and here's your first three things that you should just look out for. So you, is it, what are those? What are the three things? Just like, just to wrap it up as a- Whoa, three things. Uh, probably don't trust the, the people there. Yeah. <laughs> um, bring your own food. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and make sure uh, you've got a ticket home. There we <laughs> go. I think that's it. That's pretty much what I had as well. I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna say, don't drink the water. That was the other one yep. as well. Like, so, yeah, don't eat the food and uh, yeah, don't, don't keep make hydrated. Deals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and watch out for it. Watch about. Yeah, is that, no, but I love that. Make sure you got a way home is the top one. I, totally. I, yeah. All right. So our last little bit we're going to add to this before we leave the abyss. Finally, <laughs> we oh, made no. our way out oh. of this journey. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, but we were going to do a little adventure hook. Mm. So what? What, uh, what 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 sort of have you got an idea for one? I've got a little one if we need one. Why, but... why don't you start? You start off, and I'll build on yours. Okay, so I'm going to steal a bit from what I'm doing because I've already got You're one. Perfect. So... Yes, absolutely, go yeah, for so it. So I'm going to start with what we were we were we're doing in our show a bit, which was that um, you 
I got uh, players that have accidentally had a portal malfunction and ended up in the plane of import portals, which is kind of going to happen. I think you could play that by starting in Sigil if you were doing a plane, plane or thing, or it could be just a portal somewhere in a building in Warsteep. There's quite a lot to, 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 to Toral or something like that. So you just, you've accidentally gone through, you've had, you had the right key for the gate or someone had the gate key at the same time and you've walked through the door whilst they walked through the portal. Ooh. And you're like, oh bugger. And you've ended up there and you're just like, oh crap. So there's that one, and it's like, how do you get home? Is a very simple mm. one. The other one that I quite liked, which was that you could build on that, was that um, you want to gain, you want to gain control of a mm. demon. I think is always a fun one. So you've been tasked with sort of, you need, you want to. Uh, you've been tasked with gain. I don't know why you'd want to. <laughs> why do you want to? Like someone does, but well, maybe or maybe guided. Yeah. You know, that I think I think that's the key thing. Like we always yeah. think these. It's this idea that well, we could control them, and maybe again, it, it's one of those things where I think as a DM you just have to be super confident in it and see if your players go along with. Because obviously sometimes they might be going, oh no, this is bullshit. Why would I want to go along mm. with this? But if they, you're able to tie in some sort of interest for them so like either they get lots yeah. of money for it or they 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 will get a share of the power or, or anything yeah. like that um and i guess it's that sort of thing where you go okay hint it's an evil campaign or something yeah. like that yeah, yeah you're right so, unless all oh, oh, got... okay i could use the actual one i was gonna do then if we want if we want hmm. to do that which is that you could have it so that uh a demon has a very powerful artifact a demon lord has one in their in their chambers of like you know that they've amassed over years of cult followers giving them gifts and them gaining like magical artifacts that are, of corrupting power and you want that knowledge you know you are like a wizard mm. that's eager to know the secrets of something and so yeah. you think let's go let's go do a heist on yeah. a demon lord's fortress and there you go and that could be fun because i think i think what could also be fun going on from from that this idea like okay you somehow somehow you defeat a demon right uh do you get that power straight away or is it like you've done this or is there now a power vacuum and then suddenly there's more and more of these demon lords coming in uh fighting it out as it were so i think again a, a little bit of out of the abyss there as well i just i think that would be quite cool to see the, what like what is it like to suddenly have a power vacuum and that you're in the center of it for whatever reason you've I've done i've got a bit of that as well. <laughs> there you I'm go. Not get, uh, hopefully this comes out once it's happened because there'd be spoilers for what's about to enter we can put is... we can put spoilers like Spoilers uh, for Dragon Until that. This is all the thing, but it's just great because we've got like, um, the, it's all going wrong. And so the second in command of the Demon Lord thinks, it's my chance. It's my chance yeah. now. I'm going to have a go. And so that's how I'm letting my, that's how I'm managing my level five characters it. is that it's they're going to be, ruthlessness. they're going to be the hobbits doing oh, this. No. Do you know what I mean? Whilst, don't see me, whilst the dragons fight, if you know what I mean. That's sort of like... I guess, and you know what, that's quite an interesting one as well, that mm. idea that the second man sees their chance. Yeah. Uh, so this again, that idea that, oh, we're taking power right now, and it's that sort of immediate stuff, so this mm. ruthlessness, but also there's sort of in ingenuity as well. So they're like, mm. if they see a chance, they're like, what are my chances of getting it mm. right now? And it's about that opportunity. So again, having that as a play as well, so they're like, and uh, now, oh, plot twist as uh, a big bad guy all along. And you're like, oh no, how did we not see this coming? He's like, of course, all everyone's geared towards this thing, no matter how ch exactly. ca uh, charismatic they are or how charming they are. So yeah, I love that as a second in command. It's just like, oh yeah, I'm here to help you. No, no, don't worry. I'll protect you more because I can see an opportunity where these, these hobbits yes, will help exactly. me. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah, 100%. Mm. Fantastic. Okay, so that is the abyss. We survived the abyss. <sighs> <Hooray>! <sighs> We made it out. 
Thank oh, God. Right, let's <laughs> feel like I need a shower or something. <laughs> I think we all need a shower, several of them. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's the abyss. So, um, is there any parting words that you have about the abyss then, Fiona? Any parting words about the abyss? Um, it's overwhelming and scary, and that's why I love it. Yeah, that, is, that is that is it. I think it's one of those, like I said, it's one of those things, as I sort of, I've said throughout, I find it, I can't, I can't even imagine what it's like. So that's why I would write down certain phrases mm. or certain lines of description and just say them matter-of-factly to the players and see what their reaction is. Uh, obviously, making sure boundaries and then session zero stuff aside, because mm. that's going to be important to all these things, but just to see if they go, ooh, and have that reaction going, hmm, it's probably not good. It's definitely not good. We need to go, and because that's always yeah. a joy I see in players is when they go, oh, oh fuck. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's. But I think that is. What, what about you, Hamilton? What's your sort of passing? What, what, I, what, what I would say it really. I find it really enjoyable. <laughs> I really yeah. like the idea of it because I think it gives you. I think it's as a DM, it gives you an a load of um, opportunity to bring your own personality to it, which I think yeah. is great. Which I always think is fun. I think it's got a lot of interesting roleplay potential for you to play a character you may never really have much of a chance to do which is someone with that sort of chaotic nature to mm -hmm. them that, that chaotic evil which is something that actually i think a lot of campaigns focus a lot of that more lawful evil like i want power for to make monies and stuff like that you know but i mm -hmm. think you know so i think that's like quite fun about that and then mm. i would say yeah yeah, I think your third point of check with your players before you go in there, but uh, because it is a place of particularities <laughs> that people yes. might not be interested in. But yeah, that's my sort of parting words on the abyss. Yeah, very cool. Very very cool. All right, Hamilton, we've been we've been to the abyss and back. Do you want to know where we're, where yeah, we're where going we, next time? Where are we going next? Oh no, I don't actually know if I want to know. <laughs> do we want to know? <laughs> I think you do want to know. So next time on the DM's Travel Book Club, we are going to look at the plane of Arborea, a chaotic good plane described as being larger than life and quick as a change of heart. Uh, I quite like this because it is a nice comparison to Very what we've just talked about. Yeah. So it'd be nice to see sort of a more positive but equally chaotic yeah. place. So it'll be quite exciting. But until then, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and catch up on all the previous episodes and bods of our original show, The DMs Book Club, but also this channel as well. So as we said, smash that like button and hit the bell or whatever yeah. whatever it is. That's things I'm that we're going to say. We, we, we could just do it. Like, come on, let's get in the, let's okay. get in the zone. Like and subscribe. Hit that bell button. Give us the give us the ticks and the tocks and the tweet tweet tweet. Oh my gosh, we sound so old. We we are so millennials. So British, I think so it's the millennial thing. British but people. We yeah. are British people. But yes, if you have enjoyed this, please give it a like. Yeah. Please share it around. We please also do. want to yeah. hear. We also want to hear your experiences of the plane stuff. Have you yes. run a game in the abyss? Like, what was the most exciting thing mm. about it? What did you do for it? Uh, were you a player scared? Were you a player in the abyss? Please, please let us know because yeah. we are fascinated to know people's experiences. And you can do well. that by following us on Twitter at the DMs Book Club, or you can find us in the, our Discord channel where we will put a link for that now. <laughs> and it'll be in the show notes as well, because we have show it notes because we're on YouTube. We do have show notes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and towards the end of the video, you'll see uh, links going off to other, our most recent video of this and also other videos around as well. So exactly. all good. Fantastic. All right, well then until next time, Fiona, there is only but one thing to say, isn't there? There. Unfortunately, <laughs> as a faux pas I did many, many moons ago, there is only one way to end this, these kind of shows. Yeah. See you on the flip side. See you on the flip side. <laughs> Bye.